Hello and welcome to Above the Clouds, the Angel City podcast with two homies from the Upper Deck. I'm Jeremy Riss and this is Kyle Scoble. We're your co-hosts who review the home games and talk about everything related to the club's inaugural season. What up? How's it going? How's it going, Kyle? Uh, I feel different. I sound different. That first win, it's just... It's changed everything, huh? Everything. (laughs) Everything. Big deep breaths. Yeah, let's let's get right into it, man. Uh, We just finished the Challenge Cup. We did not move on from the group. Not even close. Um, Not really even close. Definitely um, a disappointment there, but also totally forgivable given how new the club is and how new the team is. Everyone trying to gel. Yeah. and and all that jazz, but um, you know, tough to only get one win, but also incredibly exciting to end it with with the win. It was a good win, good performance. Yeah, uh, I mean, by far the best performance yet. Um, but I also think we probably were the better team on the day. Uh, it wasn't like a crazy lopsided game or anything, but we definitely controlled portions and we were pushing. For the first time, we were really the, doing stuff for the first offense. time. Yeah, I I think that was the first game that I've seen from the team where I felt like, yeah, we're better than them. We know we're better than them. We're controlling the ball. They're having difficulty moving it up the field. We're really pinning them in. We you know long spurts of possession. Yeah, e- expand on that. What do you think we wanted to do? I think what they wanted to do was instead of kind of going side to side, they would do a little bit of a couple short passes in the midfield and then go long. But what they did before they went long and it was more of a long ball into the corner. And I think that worked a lot in the first half. We saw them kind of going in that right corner and McCaskill was making a lot of those runs up and stuff. Uh, But I think what was happening was Endo was kind of tucking in to get the ball and a, that opened her up for passing and B it created space behind her, which is where it was going. Uh, and I don't think we were kind of seeing that movement from her in any of the other games. Uh, and it kind of got her on the ball more. And it, it just kind of felt like it was, it was a win-win in terms of, of, of the new movement for her. Yeah, I think that I think her game was excellent. I think her passing and ball control looked exceptional. And um, yeah. I know you've been really high on her since the beginning, and I feel like she definitely kind of proved you right in that game. Um, do you think that Tyler Lucy has kind of lost her spot essentially in the starting? Like she started most of the games at the beginning and now it seems like Simone Charlie has taken over. Yeah. I mean, you cannot, Simone's got to be right behind press right now in terms of first, first names down. But um, I think speed I think, alone, speed yeah. alone puts her in that position. I think she's probably our fastest forward. Yeah. She flies. Yeah. There's a couple yeah, balls was. where I was like, it's going to go out. And she just hauled and got it. Mm-hmm. it and she's crazy. good in the air. And Real good know, she scored air. a couple goals. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I think it's going to be hard for Lucy. Um, the one thing I could see maybe happening is if we hit a rut or something and like they move Endo into the midfield just to get her on the ball more if we need more passing or something. But as long as I think Endo is going to be in that front line right now, I think it's got to be Endo Charlie Press. Well, I'm glad you bring up formation stuff. So let me let me give you this theory and see if Here we uh, go. you know, pick it up or put it down. Do do what you will with this. But I'm looking at this team and I'm thinking four four two. And I would put 
Jasmine Spencer is looking a lot like a right midfielder to me. I would move her up to right mid. She held it down the last on, two games too. For the, uh, I feel like I was I was actually quite impressed with her in the last game. She did, but I would still say that like positionally, there are some times where I find her and like I don't know exact. I mean, we were certainly playing against um, a great forward in Portland with Sinclair. Yeah, you know, Canadian legend. Maybe like aging Canadian legend is more accurate. I Fair. just don't think that like. I mean, when you when we're, we'll see when we got this courage team coming up on Friday. Like, no, I think I, I agree though with with moving her up into a, more of a midfield though. She just feels like a midfielder to me. Like she's got burners for days. She can run up and down the field. Like that's not going to be an issue to her. And, and positionally, I still think that she's getting caught out. She and like a out. good team will punish us. And kind of maybe zero in on her, which is what the rain did. Yeah. Uh, in that second matchup, but also she'll put in the effort to get back too. You don't have to worry about her not getting back and doing the defensive side of the ball as a midfielder either. So yeah. So let I, me let me finish this pitch. Yeah. Do it. So we'll do. We're moving Spencer up to the midfield. So she's right midfielder. Okay. And then I'm looking at right back. I would say Hammond. I don't really right. know, but I know that she subbed in for Spencer at right back. So she seems I know pretty she's more natural. Along the back line. Sure. So we'll, we'll give her the right back for, for the time being. Loving our two center backs. So they stay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, the left back, right. Riley, um, stays. Didi yeah. stays um, until the new goalie comes in, which I'm super mm-hmm. excited about. Although she just let in like five or six in the in the yeah. women's like Champions <laughs> League, but, she wanted it to end <clears throat> with Werder, but well, you know, you can't win them all. You but can. also, you probably shouldn't let in five or six. Yeah. But um, <laughs> all right, so that's so the back line, back line I'm, I'm pitching is is Hammond. Mm-hmm. Uh, am I going to get this name wrong? Morgan Reed. Is that our? Yes. Um, she's the young girl from Virginia. Um, Vanessa Gilles in the middle, and then Riley on the left. Right. What I want at center mid is McCaskill and Weatherholt. I feel okay. like the two of them are doing just like the most work, and I'm mm-hmm. really not noticing Ricaro, whether right. it's like a positive play, a negative play, a physical play. I'm not literally noticing anything. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and Definitely. so, like, I just feel like if we're, you know, if she's the one dropped out as we move to a 4 4 2, like, you know, that would make sense to me. And then on the left midfield, I want Endo because mm-hmm. I just, I feel like she looks like a midfielder, you know, like she's got this touch of a midfielder. She can play these passes. That left foot could whip in some crosses. Yeah. And then we got Charlie and Preston. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> I, I ain't going to argue. I wouldn't argue with that, with that formation. And I, I totally agree, though, about Endo well, feeling you know like the, a midfielder. Yeah. And I would just, you know, I, I know that like four four two has now like become completely out of style, you know, with, with modern soccer. I feel like you mm-hmm. just see very few teams running this. It's either four three three, or you know, the five back kind of like three center back thing, an incredibly defensive yeah. lineup that I just, I don't think we have the personnel for, or like don't necessarily think that we need to go that conservative. Cause honestly, just yeah. for my money, I literally don't even want to watch that soccer. I want yeah. more up and down kind of attacking soccer. I want more fun soccer. Um, yeah. I totally yeah, so agree that, with That's my that. pitch. That's my, I pitch. like it. I like it. And you know, I, we kind of mentioned this before uh, when we met up in between the some couple of the road games. The lack of experimentation in the lineups 
during concerning. a preseason tournament. It's concerning. It, yeah, it's a little weird because it's like we all have all these ideas now and it's all just like, well, yeah, what if? Because we don't know. You know, we really didn't try any different formations. You know, there we was try any different formations and we very rarely like we didn't even sub as much as I thought as we'd sub. Like, yeah, we should have treated this like a preseason tournament that didn't matter. And instead, yeah. we treated this like a preseason tournament that mattered and then lost most of our games. Right. So, you know, that leaves me in a weird spot. Like, if you get results, I'll be quiet. But we didn't get results. And I don't think we really learned anything. But what yeah. we did learn is Freya is stubborn. And she has a system. And she will do her own thing. And, like, the players are going to have to fit into her system. Right. Like, no chance in hell she does a four four two this year. Yeah, I don't think so. If it, if you don't see it then, there's there's no reason to do it in the middle of the season unless it's like trying to save her job or something. But I don't think that's I mean, going to happen. And the thing season. is, like, she didn't win the championship last year. Yeah. I mean, it's not really like she's coming in with this kind of like, she's this like legend. She's not Pep. You know, she's yeah. not a person that's like, I have a style, I have a formation. Right. It's going to work here. Our players are going to have to figure my system out. I just don't, I don't really love the... Uh, the stubbornness with that, you know, um, I don't know. I just don't, I don't think I wanted to see experimentation. I think you wanted to see experimentation totally. too. It was a great opportunity for it, you know? Um, and I don't really think that many of the players like got a fair shake at playing time. And maybe that's because they didn't look that great in training or something. We're obviously not there, mm -hmm. but like we really saw about nothing of Lily Nabbit. We saw about nothing of Ferrer Van Ginkle. Yeah. I think Van Ginkle's probably taken up an international spot and we have no idea what she actually looks like. Um, Swabby, another, another international who plays for her national team. She only came on like once. She came we on having, like once. Yeah. We we're having defensive problems and she's a center back and she didn't really come on. You know, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just such a unique opportunity to have this preseason tournament in professional sports as an expansion side. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, you know, we were talking about how you know not necessarily disappointing as an expansion side to not do well in a preseason tournament, but I think it's a slightly disappointing on how we got there. Um, last game aside, because it did feel like some stuff was clicking in this most recent game. Um, yeah, and I guess on the positive side of this, I will say that like Freya's stubbornness with the four three three and with the players that she wanted there. I mean, we kept the same midfield, I think, for every single game. Except um, for when McCaskill had to serve her red card suspension. <laughs> yeah, but I mean starting. So I think we yeah. started the same midfield every single time. So um I don't know. I mean, you know, nice to end on a win, but I just feel like that's a missed opportunity. Mm-hmm. It is. It totally, totally is. So, um, I think this is really lucky we got the win too. <laughs> Otherwise, it'd be kind of pretty, pretty doom and gloom going into our first game. Yeah, yeah. And we, I mean, you know, the stubbornness also did allow us to grow into the four three three, um, and mm -hmm. certainly like we looked better by the end. Um, and Portland was definitely like not playing all of their best players, but you know we're still missing like a lot of talented players as well too. You know, we have a really good goalie coming in that we didn't have for this preseason tournament. We have Sarah Gordon still out with a knee thing. She should be a rock defensively. Um, and apparently back in four months. Apparently, um, you know, I'll hold my breath. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I don't know. I mean, I also, I think the problems 
that we had were more attacking. Um, I don't even know if I could... Re- well, no, I, I guess I will say that. Our problems were attacking and with, like, outside defending. Um, I do think that, like, uh, left back... Um, help me out here. Riley. Riley? Yeah, the New Zealandy. Um, She's New really Zealandy, good, but I just don't think that we're getting, like, offensive production much from her. Like, I think she's kind of holding it down and doing, like, just enough. Yeah, well, and so exactly. So with a 4-3-3, when you need to release the ball and keep it moving, it kind of has to happen through the outside backs because your midfield is naturally all three in the middle. And so that's where that space is. You need them kind of pushing up into it and being that release valve. And she does it a little bit, but you'd like to see it more. Um, You'd like to see it a lot more, but... uh, yeah, because when she doesn't quite have the burners that Spencer has to either like yeah. get get up and down like that. Yeah, she doesn't. She doesn't. Um, but a fun fact I learned—I don't know if you knew this—Riley um, and Press were teammates at Stanford together. I did not know that. That's a that's a little tidbit for you. There we go. Yeah, they go way back. They go way back, um, which is cool. So, um, I don't know. I mean, I'm I'm also just you know on a positive tip like it was great to get that last win. And I think that this team is looking like ready to go into, it's just so good to get that confidence going into the home opener. The lights are going to be on, like the stadium's going to be crazy. People Friday are Friday night lights, baby Friday night lights. People be, be playing their butts off there for that. Um, but yeah, what do you, what about some other players to you that really stood out? Like who do you, do you want to give any shout outs or do you want to highlight any players? What do you think's going on with the team? I mean, I, th- I feel like if there's one player that really kind of won the tournament for us, I feel like it's Charlie. I mean, she really went from not starting to starting, and she yeah. and and she got she scored the most goals. I mean, it was only two, <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's kind of a bright spot. I would uh-huh. say, um, and um, having that work when you're playing a four three three is pretty critical to have three strong attackers. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Uh, so I really think that's kind of a missing piece in some ways. And I think that's probably why it clicked in the last game is we're finally getting Charlie press and endo on the field together for an extended amount of time. Sure. Yeah. Um, I'll give you mine. Uh, Morgan Reed. Okay. I feel like when we started out, uh, I don't think that she was starting. I think mm-hmm. our first couple of games, we were getting absolutely pummeled. I'm pretty sure we had Madison Hammond and Jill yeah. starting yeah. in the middle. Um, and uh, that didn't work, like, straight mm-hmm. up. So, obviously, like, Freya made the change. And Morgan Reed came in and looked basically just kind of like Jill 2.0, you know, yeah. or like Jill duplicated, you know, essentially. Like, totally. same build, same height. Um you know, physical, like I remember my first impression of her was just like her body and some girl and like shielding the ball out of bounds. And I was just like, yes, the physicality is like here in this defense. So being strong in the middle defensively is incredibly important, especially missing a player like Sarah Gordon, who we assumed would be in that role. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. No, that's a good, great, that's a great call. Um, and that's, that's, uh, something that again, kind of really clicked in that last game. Um, totally. There was a different confidence in the ladies, you know, even in their passing. Yeah. It was firm. The, the passes were crisp. The touches were yeah. nice. It was, it was on that really beautiful cool Fullerton see. pitch. On that, right? The Titans, baby. Titans um, do it right out there. But yeah, no, that first half was really fun. 
I, yeah. I, I was smiling. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> that was good. That was feel good soccer. Totally. That was feel good ink. Totally. Um, all right. We'll keep it going. Who else? What, who else do you want to spotlight? Who else made an impression on you? Um. Well, let's talk about Didi. Okay. Uh oh. <laughs> I mean, we said impressions. We didn't say good or bad. <laughs> um. I think this was a tough challenge cup for Didi. Yeah. Go. Go. Go in. What do you got? I, it was yeah. tough. You know, she had a, a good challenge cup last year and didn't play at all really during the season. So this was supposed to kind of be her moment of the, yeah, I'm ready. This is it. Mm-hmm. And it didn't really happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and even in the last game there, I think there was a couple plays or moments that I thought were a little shaky. Um, but she got the shutout and she made a couple of saves, you know, she did. so we no, kept a totally clean did. sheet. So we, we ended strong. Yeah. Um, no, totally. But or, um, do you remember any moments specifically, or you just had this? I, I don't. I'm going to be honest. I was on my way to the airport slash at the airport. So it's slightly hazy for me in regards to watching on my cell phone. <laughs> very fair. Very <laughs> Which fair. also might have influenced my opinion on her. <laughs> yeah, very fair. No, um, I think, um, I, you know, I think that's a totally fair assessment of her, of her challenge cup. Um, you know, there were, there were plays where she was out of position. There were plays where the ball was, you know, hitting her hands and going in. Um, there were, you know, tough moments that like you really, you know, you really can't have um, if you want to be a really, really good team. And that's, that's also tough. I mean, one of my issues with her too was the passing ability out of the back mm-hmm. for a team that seems to like want to stubbornly play it out of the back. Mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of just like, floated balls that are like two it's kind of hospital passes you know that yeah. term like no totally the, um you know going like 60 yards in the air and taking all of 10 seconds to make it actually like 10 yards up the field to jasmine spencer who's immediately like under pressure and like gonna have a difficult time working it up the field like when those passes aren't line drive to the outside back, like is you're giving everyone so much time. And like, I also just question her ability to kind of really just clear the ball down the field, like, and reset it on the other side of midfield, Mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if I, I don't know if she has that ability, but I just think everything short, everything short, everything short. And it's, we're going short from the back. We're going short from the back, or we're playing these lofted balls to the outside backs. And like, other teams were like the good teams were just pouncing on us. Yeah. Yeah. It's when those defenders get stuck kind of like having to wait for the ball and make that decision of, do I check two or not? And yeah. that just like completely loses any, any kind of fluidity to the possession. Um, and so, yeah, I know I think that nails it. And especially given that like the team's shown an interest in trying to play out of the back, um, you need to be able to start from your goalkeeper. Uh, yeah, totally. And and I think that it's that kind of exactly how you said it. It needs to be more driven to the outside backs when they're doing those passes. Yeah, it's so, got to have some mustard on it. It's got to yeah. have a zing and like a skip you know even yeah yeah they're they're good enough to handle it too. Totally. So like you know we don't need to gently play the ball to to Spencer. Like she'll be able to handle it or Riley. Yeah, she will wants be able it because then she it. can like, put it in front of her and she can start running. You know yeah. So um, yeah, got to be ho- quicker. Hopefully we'll we'll get that out of the. Rep- the, the replacement or maybe DD starts kicking ass because she's got a really good woman at practice every single day, breathing down her neck, you know, 
maybe this is the the kick kick in the butt she needs. Could be. Yeah, it could be. Um I have a hard time seeing that that German coming Fair. over and like backing her up, but considering um, she just started in the Champions League final. <laughs> yeah, semi, semi final. Or semi, but, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um well Playing out of the back brings me to a player that I was like thoroughly impressed by in the Challenge Cup. Um, didn't know much about her going into this season. Danny Weatherhole is a beast. Like she's making defensive plays, but also like she's so clever when she's got her back to goal and she gets the ball and there's somebody right on her back. She's got she's this like that. juking ability and kind of like, you know, slitheriness. Like she mm-hmm. can get around almost anybody. Like, really clever in keeping possession, really confident on the ball. Um, she's doing everything that we need for her to do in the midfield. And um, McCaskill, I'm like, I'm lukewarm on, but I also just think she brings a physicality and like strength with her. Like she's got a big leg. She provides something um, that no one else on the team is doing and it works at the moment, but it's ultimately yeah. the kind of player I think you kind of want to graduate out of as an expansion club. Um, but exactly. I think, you know, I, I totally understand why she's in there. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think she's, she's probably our strongest player. Yeah. She's got a uh. engine too. She's up and down. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She plays hard. Um, what do you she, think of Weatherholt though? What were your impressions of her? Did she impress the same way to you? Yeah. I think she's really nifty on the ball and I think it's with her back to the, um, to the goal, even though it's in the center of the midfield, but her back to the goal, um, is, is really nifty and it's really going to be really helpful. Um, when we're still figuring it out, you know, I think she's going to be put in that situation probably more than we want her to be and more than she wants to be, but she can handle it and it clearly plays to a strength for her. And I think, um, her and Ricaro kind of, are almost trying to do the same thing a little bit. And they almost sometimes also end up in each other's space. Um, Mm. And I think that's why it's a little bit harder for Ricaro, I think, to make an imprint uh, on the game and stuff. Because I do think Weatherholt's been on the ball more and has definitely made more of an impression. Um, Sure, sure. And and it's exactly because you're saying, like, it's not because you're noticing bad plays from Ricaro. It's just, it's, it's neither good nor bad. And it's other people are doing stuff. Um, yeah. So yeah. no, I think that's a very fair assessment. And Weatherholt's, the, I think, the kind of player too that um, her play will just rise with the players around her. Mm-hmm. You know, she will she'll play up really well. Um, yeah, yeah. She can handle a higher level. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Her movement yeah. will work with it. Like her her little nifty turns with someone that really moves off the ball well they're going to start running before she does that move. And then by the time she does that move, they're already behind the defense, you know? Yeah. So I think it's definitely a player we want to keep around. And I think, you know, her and Spencer were picks from Portland and Orlando. So the Angel City staff did a, did a good job of, of finding some, some good starters that really uh, are holding their own. Yeah, that's, no, that's, a, that's a good point. I mean, I, my, my bone to pick with Spencer, though, still is like really like you picked a forward and decided that they are going to be your outside back. And I'm just kind of like, you know, uh, okay. I mean, I've talked about this on previous episodes, like positionally, dude, like positionally, she's still getting caught out of position. And like these teams that have Trinity Rodman running down her side or that have 
like on Friday, you'll see I was watching highlights against um, of the uh, Spirit game against the Courage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so we're playing the Courage on Friday, mm-hmm. and they got this Brazilian who's going to be on Spencer's side. Okay. Um, I think her name's like Caroline, but on the back of her jersey, she's got two different names that neither one of them is Caroline. So Uh-oh. she's bringing a lot, a lot of Brazilian energy to the table. But I mean, this girl's like, you know, ripping long shots outside the 18 off the post, like okay. multiple jukes, like taking people inside, outside, spinning people around, like drawing PKs and stuff like that. Like she's going to be a nightmare. I'm very scared of her coming down that side. Um, you know, it's going to be, I mean, it's going to be a big test. It's going to be a really big test for the team. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think that the Courage have many name name brand players. Like, I don't think that they are a team that like, you know, has like these obvious superstars that we will know to have to watch out for. But that's even been, scarier, man. It's scarier. And it's also scary because they were kind of in, a, everyone thought going into this, well, not everyone, but I guess there was a general consensus that they were in a bit of a moment of transition where they were kind of cycling older and more well-known players out yeah, and it was going to be kind of figuring it out this season. And it is apparent that they figured it out in preseason and they are ready for this season. Yeah. Because I think you pointed out that they won their group or whatever. Their challenge. I think uh, only the rain had more points than them at the end of group play. I think they were better than the other first place team too. Yeah. That's not good, man. That's yeah. not good. Um, so no. this is going to be a really, really difficult game on Friday. Yeah, so they got 12 points in six pl- games played. and Oh, I guess, no, KC had 13 points. So they were 12 points, KC was 13 points, and the rain were 14 points after those are the three winners from Challenge Cup. So they were right there, man. Okay. And then the last group to make it in was the, or team to make it in was the Spirit because... We because beat. we beat Portland. Because we beat Portland. There we go. <laughs> the win right. mattered. Um, yep. Yeah, they didn't actually, they didn't lose in Challenge Cup. Okay. Yeah, they were three wins and three ties. Um, with a plus five goal differential. Well, so, damn. It's going to be a tough one on Friday. Um, I'll bet. Oh, it's going to be tough. Um, but I'll bet we're going 4 3 3. I'll bet we got Didi in the back. Okay. I'll bet we got Gilles and Reed in the middle. Uh huh. I'll bet we got Riley on the left, Spencer on the right. Daring. <laughs> then our three midfielders. And then I'm pretty sure we're going Endo left, um, press in the middle, slash maybe right side, and then Simone Charlie in the middle. I think or right side. I think as they play more too, I think we'll see that become a little more fluid. Like they might line up, like start, you know, yeah, one way. But I think we'll see them move it around a little bit. Um, yeah. So hopefully, I think that'd be good. But yeah, no, I mean, I think I think the lineup's dialed in. I think we know what the formation's going to be. You know. Yeah. There's no reason to think it will be anything else. You don't anticipate any changes. I don't. Yeah, I think I think we probably keep, especially after a win. I think we probably like yeah. build that momentum. Yeah. Um, makes me wonder though what we have in some of these players that we haven't seen yet, you know, and if they're forced to step up because of injury or, you know, mm-hmm. I don't know, some other issues or something like that. Like, you know, they're not going to have that preseason experience. So they'll be figuring everything out on the fly. I mean, it is a game that everyone knows because they've been playing their whole life. So it's not really like 
you know, we're throwing them in and telling them like start doing water polo or whatever. But um, I don't know. I mean, who were there any players that didn't get any burn that you were kind of excited to check out? I mean, I wanted to see our own Brazilian, Stephanie yeah. Van Ginkle. Yeah. Um, I, I did. I genuinely really did. Um, yeah. I honestly wanted to see everyone, but um, given how the first couple of games went, I am think the most disappointed with the lack of rotation in the midfield. Uh, yeah. Because the beginning games were a little bit rough for that group. Uh, yeah, totally. So, yeah, I, but I think Van Ginkle... Um, God, man, yeah. and that and that red card to McCaskill. I mean, that's a total lost game that we could have. I mean, that first was first half. It was like seventeen minutes or like twenty minutes, right? Yeah, <laughs> it was. God, just give like, me a yellow too, man. Oh my god, it was brutal. No, that's tough. That, so that's a whole game that we lost. Yeah. That instead of experimenting and seeing what we have, everyone's just like defending their butts off and like you know packing it in, trying to fitness make something session. happen. Yeah, it was a fitness session. So. Yeah, no, that's a. I forgot about that, but yeah, it's a completely it lost game. Yeah. It's a completely lost game. But okay, but we need to get we need to get back in the the, the hype hype train for Friday. Okay, yeah, let's hype it up. Let's hype it up. What you got? Well, there's a couple things happening between now and Friday. So we're recording this on Tuesday, um, and tomorrow there's a virtual town hall, which I have no idea what we're going to be talking about or hearing about that needs to be discussed right now. I think Ta- Natalie Portman will not be there. I know. I wish Natalie Portman would be there. <laughs> Alexis Ohanian, uh, I think busy as well. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, you know, I, I hope it's not just like marketing and PR BS. Dog. I'll like, bet you so much money. It's marketing and PR. <laughs> 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 All right. I mean, if it's just going to be like ticket sales. If it's just numbers, I'm going to be a little bit mad, you know? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I don't know what to expect. So as we gear expect. up for our inaugural home opener presented by DoorDash this Friday, we welcome our ACFC community to join us for a virtual town hall. Get all your match day questions answered by the front office. Um, okay, so I guess there'll be some questions. Match day questions do you have that need answering? Um, none, because I've been to an LAFC game and I have no doubt it's going to be exactly the same, just in rose gold. <laughs> yeah. That stadium's locked in and dialed in, dude. I love that stadium. I, I mean, really, like part of me wants to show up because whenever you open something up to the community to ask questions, you are guaranteed to get some hilarity. Um, yeah. I'm like predicting or, or over under. What do you think? Three questions that actually aren't questions, but someone tells their life story for a solid like 10 minutes and then wraps it up without a question over under three. <laughs> what do you think? I'll go. I'll, I'll take the under. I'll take the under. Take the I under. believe. Okay. I believe in us. I believe we're better than three. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be that guy. I might have to log in just to be like, be like, Jeremy, do you, did you have a question, <laughs> sir? Sir, hand the mic back over. Um, and then um, Thursday, there's a community kickoff event at Mariachi Plaza, which is in Boyle Heights, East LA. Um, and that's a cool space. That's a cool area. I think there'll be like pickup soccer or like some other stuff, some arts and crafts. Um, cool. 
I'm I'm actually going to be going to that to pick up my scarf. Um, I live not too far away. I actually might be able to bike there. I'm kind of excited. Um, you want to tell people your address if they want to come pay you a visit? Yeah, actually, you could just come to Vista Hermosa Park and you'll be close enough. <laughs> <laughs> but um, picking up the scarf, that's not a sentence I thought I was going to be saying. Um, and I don't mean to be too dramatic about it, but... No, go little, in, man. Let it out. Let it out. I'm a little perturbed. I'm mm. a little perturbed. Um, mm. So for those of you that don't know, the season ticket holders get a scarf, um, which is, I think, expected at this point from any professional soccer team, regardless of the level, actually. Um, and most of them ship them to you in a cool box and you get some other stuff with it. But we uh, from, got an email from Angel City this week saying uh, we actually have to pick our scarf up. And the first two days are only available from 10 to 5. Uh, so if you have a job, you can't go, which means Thursday is your day uh, after hours. Or you can risk it and try to get it game day. But also in the email is that there's not enough for everyone for sure right now. So some of us are going to have to wait and get it later. Um, how does that make you feel? I'm, I'm annoyed. <laughs> like, first game, like, this is the photo op of everyone holding their scarf up, you know? Yeah. And especially, yeah. like, this is the scarf that says day one. You know, yeah. like, we're the, we signed up early. We were first in line. Yeah. We waited. You know, we were right yeah. there. And the second it was an option, we did it. Although, technically, I did. We didn't do it the first day, whatever. But... It's like, if it's not going to do it for us, then who are you doing it for? Um, so that's annoying. And then also, I've pre-ordered, pre-ordered the Daylight jersey, and it still hasn't even shipped. And I ordered it the day they sent out the email. <laughs> so I might be going into the first game with no swag. No swag. I know, man. Well, and you know, I'm going into, into day one with... Uh, no swag as well. No, with a different swag experience, even. Um, yeah, I also had a bad experience with the merch. Um, ordered a. Uh, I don't like talking prices because it is tacky, but it is kind of part of the story. But like, hundred forty dollar jacket. That's no and, joke. And um, it was just not that tight when uh, we took it out the box. I had gotten it for Jess, my girlfriend, from her birthday and uh you know your boy was just really not happy with the quality it was a really just kind of cheap looking patch on the sleeve and kind of just like a you know a nice light nike jacket but man i was just like for 140 we can't be doing this and so mm -hmm. you know we returned that and got a refund so we're looking for some more swag um and the day of we'll be looking for swag yeah um I don't know, man. I mean, you know, as much as they talk about trying to build a brand and wanting to, you know, be something more than a club and all this kind of stuff, I'm like, just do the little things right. Like the rest will take shape. Like oh. but the little things are just like, you know, shipping stuff out to people on time early, so, you know. Yeah. One more thing to that point. I made a tweet being like, hey, when do we expect the jerseys? that we pre-ordered to ship and someone's like, they're selling them at the games for challenge cups. So you might want to just go to a game and buy one. <laughs> like, wait, 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 wait. Yeah, so no, they, they have, yeah, that's, so they that's, have that's totally true. They do absolutely have them. They, yeah. No, I saw tons of people in jerseys at the challenge cup. Yeah. They have them. They're just not shipping them. 
Uh, so, dude, I, that's, I, it's weird. It's bizarre. It's weird. So, yeah. Their, um, their email about the scarves also say, we're excited to get these hand-sewn scarves into your hands so you can mm-hmm. feel that for yourself. Hand-sewn, okay. Hand-sewn. Um, yeah, y'all should have gotten started earlier on the hand-sewing. Yeah. So... But I um, I have some film, some 35 millimeter film coming in to take some photos at the game on Friday. I'm excited. Sweet. Sweet. If you see me, come say hi. If you don't know what I look like, I don't know how to describe myself because I look really generic. Kind of, like I'll, I'll do it for the, for the listeners here. It's kind of like a, you know, younger Brad Pitt meets kind of like a, um, you know, Ryan Gosling type. Um, <laughs> With like a really pronounced like jawline and like some nice kind of nice like little furry facial hair, um, and uh, Homer Simpson body, glist- glistening white teeth. Yeah. <laughs> Not quite close. Not quite. Yeah. But um, I am excited to take a lot of photos, though. I think it'll be fun. I think it's gonna be a really great night to document. I think it's gonna be a historic night. Um, I think I'm feeling good. I believe in the ladies. I think that first win is exactly what they needed. And they yeah, really totally like they know what they're doing and they buy in a little bit more now. Yeah. So that's kind of what I got. I don't know. Yeah. I'd say the, I'd say the good thing too about, um, I'm just getting nervous already and I'm trying to think of like what happens if things start going bad, but well, yeah. So like, well, yeah. So what happens if things go bad? Like what happens if we get down like two or three goals in the first half? Like what changes are we going to make? I mean, I think what I was going to say about that is like the fact that like, you know, Charlie kind of played her way into a starting spot means that we have a hungry Lucy on the bench And so, like, we do have an option to kind of bring something in. Um, mm-hmm. But I would say, other than, other than Lucy, I don't know if we have a person that I would look to on the bench that would be, like, a game changer or, you know, somebody yeah, that... we that, know can do it, yeah. yeah. But yeah, exactly. I feel um, like we're looking, we're looking pretty thin. Yeah, we, we appear to be. Yeah. Um, so... They just gotta not get there. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Man would love an early goal. Man I think Press is gonna goal. be flying. Yeah, I think she's gonna step up. I, yeah. I really think she's gonna step up. I think the goal last game, you know, is ex- like if there's one person that you want scoring the last game before this, it's got to be Press. Absolutely. Yeah, I could. You couldn't draw that up better. And you know, she it was just a penalty, but she smoked it. So goal's a goal. Yeah, that, that hit it confidently, left her boot, and it went into the net. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, I think I think that's that's where we want it to be. Yeah, and I don't know. We haven't talked much about her, but I mean, I I guess I'd just say like my recap on her from the Challenge Cup was kind of like, you know, she was she was like surprisingly quiet to me for a lot of the games, and I think a lot of that had to do with the fact that we were struggling in possession. Mm-hmm. And we were kind of like defending and struggling to move the ball up the field. A lot of times, you know, we we're getting yeah. it caught between like we we're staying in our defensive third. 
Mm-hmm. If it made it to midfield, it wasn't enough control to kind of make it to the attacking third. But I never really saw her um, with the ball out wide in dangerous positions. I think like the scouting report is out on our team of basically just kind of like, don't let her get any free space. I mean, she's not yeah. going to have any free space. Like a player at her level at this stage in her career is not catching anybody off guard. Totally. And that's kind of one of the advantages of what younger players have is that people don't have the scouting report out on you. Yeah. But like the scouting report is out on Kristen Press and it's basically that like she's really good, don't give her any space. <laughs> and so like she's not getting any any space, Mm-mm. any Mm-mm. space to operate. So Yeah. What are we going to do about that? How do we counter move? Like what's our counterpunch? I think um I think it's slightly what we saw um with uh Endo tucking in and McCaskill pushing up and getting that kind of two people in between the forward line and the midfield line at that point to really start connecting them. Um, Because like we said, press isn't checking all the way back. That's just not the way she plays. We We don't play through her. You play to her. And when you can't get it to her, it's really hard for her to do anything at all. And Mm -hmm. so I think that that pushing up of McCaskill and tucking in a little bit of endo or having her kind of come to the midfield more um, was the connection we needed. And we saw that with, with how the possession worked in the last game. But, um, but endo's not like a big girl. Like if you, I could see her getting physical, like bodied out of a game. Um, Oh, interesting. I was actually going to say the opposite of like, I, I mean, at least like in the last game that we saw, um, the win that we had, like, mm-hmm. I felt like I made a mental note of just kind of like, I think she's a little bigger than I thought she was. Okay. All right. All right. I, I was it. Cause I guess, you know, my expectations were really low with knowing that she was like a Japanese player and they're kind of known for being much like smaller and technical. And she has that like technical ability for sure. But mm-hmm. I mean, she, she took a couple really tough challenges. That's and, true. You're right. You know, that's fair. That's very yeah. fair. That's very fair. Um, but, but I, I think, you know, um, I think it really kind of re- is going to require Endo connecting the midfield and forward line on the ground, at mm-hmm. least to keep defenses honest. Yeah, you know, and like that's what will make the space for press. That's what yeah. will get her one on one then, because they're going to have to be checking to Endo or keeping an eye more on Endo. Yeah. Um, so I think if we can keep that going and getting it going through her, we'll we'll be able to keep those. Yeah. The the service up to press. Yeah. Um, well, hey, the fans were also bringing it all Challenge Cup um, mm-hmm. for ACFC. We're hitting the ground running with a really solid drum line. You got to feel good about that. They're killing um, it. Yeah. The you footage know, is I think so great coming out of them. And then I don't know if yeah. you saw, I think it was Rebellion posted a little teaser video that might include some like TIFO painting. I did uh, see that. Yeah, I was so very psyched think- by that. I'm excited. I think, yeah, the fanfare should be really great to see that. Um, Yeah. So I'm I'm really excited to see what the fan section is I wonder, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I think definitely tamer than the LAFC games um, is my expectation. But um, that said, those guys are so wild that tamer than that is going to be probably still pretty, pretty damn wild. Pretty damn wild and probably more realistic to where you want to be at the long term. <laughs> um, I don't think we'll get a lot of beer throwing from the Angel City crowd is what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, 
I hope we get a lot of singing. I really hope we get a lot of singing out of them. Um, yeah. I don't necessarily need like a million flags or anything like that. Yeah. Um, but I definitely want some singing and some leading and trying to get the rest of the stadium going. Um, I want to see every celebrity that's a investor in the front rows, like a Lakers game. <laughs> that would actually be pretty great in terms of drawing attention to the game, though. Like, if all of them did a social media blitz of, like, being at the game, it, it would, would be trend. insane. would yeah. be insane. People it's like, Friday night. It's going to be beautiful, yeah. dude. It's going to be, like, we're going to be sunset. It's going to be so good. Oh, yeah, I can't wait. It's Friday be, needs to hurry up and come on. L.A. summertime is perfect for watching soccer. It, it is really the best is. place in the world to watch soccer. I am convinced. On a beautiful grass field. Oh. Yeah. Soccer only. What? What time are you going to try to get there, actually? Because there's going to be a lot of stuff. I think it starts at like 4 p.m., the the pregame stuff. So there's like three hours, mm. I think. Well, if my boss listens to this podcast, I'll get there when I'm off work. Mm-hmm. Of um, course. If she's not listening in, I might, uh, yeah, I might try and get there a little early. Yeah. I'm going to try to get there a little early, too. I think this is one instance where working for a sports league is going to play to my advantage for going to this event. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> I can also just come in early as an hourly employee and just do the same amount of hours. So, so it's all good. Oh, beauty. Yeah. yeah. Clocking in and clocking out, baby. Well, I'm very, uh, very much looking forward to it. Um, can't wait for the fanfare. Um, was planning on taking the Metro to the game, mm. but I'm going to be honest, I had a terrible experience on the Metro the last time that I went to a Clippers game, which was for the uh, playing the game. Yeah, I was at that. Um, lucked into some tickets for that. And That's sweet. Whew, my dude, not tight. I, I want to keep it family friendly, so I won't like go into the details, but I yeah. was just like, man, I should not be taking the Metro this late. Yeah, Metro in LA can be really hit or miss. The yeah. the different the different trains have very different vibes at very different times. Yeah, it's it's rather unfortunate. Yeah, but uh, but it's like yes. that or like because there's the that, expo line. Uh, the, there is the stop right by the stadium. Dollars for like no, exactly, and like parking is inconvenient. So and it's like twenty plus bucks a game. Yeah. I mean, for LAFC, it was even more than that. It was like yeah. crazy. It was like 60 bucks for parking. Yeah, it's nuts. It's nuts. We're going to try a couple of different strategies on getting to the stadium. I think we're going to see how it goes and figure out which one we like the most. How are you planning to do it Friday? Friday, I think we're going to Uber. So I kind of live almost in downtown. So it might just be like a 7 to $13 Uber each way. We'll see. Um, that's that's not bad at all. That's a great yeah. Idea. So if we can keep it, if it's like in that range, I think we're just gonna Uber to and from the games. Yeah, I think um, that makes sense. Otherwise, I think we'll dr- we'll drive um, and park. So uh, yeah, but I really want the Ubering to work. And then I'm gonna look to see what kind of bike storing there is there. Oh, um, cold. If, if there's a midweek game that my girlfriend cannot make it to. And I'm solo doloing it. I might just bike it. Wow. Uh, brave, brave man. I, I know. I just love biking around LA. I think it's really pleasant. Not every road. <laughs> There's going to be people <laughs> like a t- 
10 of our listeners are going to be ratting me out right now. There are some really horrible parts of LA to bike in, but yeah, there are some really sure. nice areas. Um, yeah. So it's more so also the weather. I just, the weather. Yeah. It keeps, keeps going back to the weather. Yeah. But there's ample parking around, so it, it'll be what it's going to be. The, the season tickets are cheap enough that at the end of the day, it's like still not a horrible deal. Right. Right. Any other players that I think we want to go over? Um, or anything else? I'm, I think that touched on a lot. That was good. Yeah, no, I think we got, I think we, we hammered home most of our thoughts. I'm definitely feeling, um, thought it out. Um, I think, I think I said all that I really had, um, just like really, really excited for this Friday. I can't wait to see what it's like and really hope that we come through and, build on this win and you know keep this momentum going i hope the fans bring it i hope the atmosphere is incredible um mm-hmm. hope everyone's you know nice and healthy and has a good time um you know players get a chance to kind of like show what they can do and celebrate and everything and you know if we start this home opener with with a bang like it's really going to set off the whole entire season so yeah um, it, it, so much potential to just start it off right and just get that momentum going yeah. I'll talk to my North Carolina people too and see if I can't work some angles uh behind the scenes and maybe, you know, pull some gladiator stuff or I can get to see if that. we can't um sabotage the other team some way. Get some good like shit talking, get inside their head in the game. Yeah. I can get down with that. Yeah, see what we can do. All right. I like that. All right. Well thank you everybody for listening. Um and uh, you know, go Angel City this Friday. We got a big game. We'll be coming at you guys uh, probably on Saturday, day after, um, giving the recap and seeing uh, seeing how the team looks and you know what to expect going forward. This is the Above the Clouds podcast, and we love you all for listening. We made it. The regular season is here. It's here, baby. Volemos, volemos. Bye, y'all. Peace. Peace.